Welcome to Stories of Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Raven Hood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe with opportunities for adventure and to dig up all sorts of neat relics. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this whole endeavor as an audiobook project from a League of Legends fan like me. This week's story is Ezreal, the Prodigal Explorer. And now for my terrible impression. If I don't know the rules... Then how can I be breaking them? A dashing adventurer, unknowingly gifted in the magical arts, Ezreal raids long-lost catacombs, tangles with ancient curses, and overcomes seemingly impossible odds with ease. His courage and bravado knowing no bounds, he prefers to improvise his way out of any situation, relying partially on his wits, but mostly on his mystical Shuriman gauntlet, which he uses to unleash devastating arcane blasts. One thing is for sure, wherever Israel is around, trouble isn't too far behind. Or ahead. Probably everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick note before we get started in here, you've heard of the last couple podcasts. I co-host another podcast where we do mashups of all kinds of different games, etc. The last four episodes have been League of Legends and Dungeons and Dragons, but this next week's episode being released on the 18th or 19th, pardon me, is Smash Bros. And Golden Sun, yes, that classic that I played but forgot I played, and we reminisce on it. So join us, Gamer Alchemy Podcast, on Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Thanks. Now to our story. Ezreal, the Prodigal Explorer. Born and raised in a wealthy neighborhood of Piltover, Ezreal was always a curious child, his parents were renowned archaeologists, so he became used to their long absences from the family home, often fantasizing about joining them on their travels. He loved hearing tales of high adventure and shared their desire to fill the blank spaces on every map. He was often left in the care of his uncle, the esteemed Professor Lymere. The professor did not enjoy having to wrangle such a rash and unruly child and assigned the strictest tutors to teach him subjects including advanced cartography, hextech mechanics, and the ancient histories of Terra. But the boy had a knack for simply absorbing information and found studying a waste of time. He passed assessments easily with little or no preparation, infuriating his uncle and giving himself more time to roam the university grounds. Ezreal took great pleasure in evading the campus wardens, navigating the tunnels beneath the lecture halls as easily as the library rooftops. He even practiced lockpicking, sneaking into his teachers' offices and rearranging their belongings for his own amusement. 
Whenever Ezreal's parents returned to Piltover, his father in particular would tell him all they had seen, and their plans for future expeditions, none more ambitious and secretive than the search for the lost tomb of Znezuk, a Shuriman tyrant who was said to be able to jump instantly from one place to another. If Ezreal's father could learn whatever sorcery Netzuk had possessed, he joked that whatever he was traveling, he would simply drop into Piltover for dinner with his son each night. As the boy grew older, the time between his parents' visits grew longer, until one year, they did not return at all. Professor Lymere tearfully admitted that they had most likely perished somewhere out in the desert. But Ezreal could not accept that. They had been too careful in their preparations. They must still be out there, somewhere. Abandoning his reluctant studies, the budding explorer would strike out on his own. He knew if he was ever to find his mother and father, he had to start with the final resting place of Nezuk. He spent weeks secretly gathering supplies from the university, celestial diagrams, translations of runic sigils, guides to the burial rites of the Shurima, and a pair of protective goggles. Leaving a note of farewell for his uncle, he snuck into a supply ship bound for Nashirame. Following his mother's meticulous field notes, he crossed the Great Sai with a merchant caravan heading south. For many months, he delved into cavernous ruins beneath the shifting sands, relishing the freedom of the unknown, facing unspeakable horrors that garden hidden chambers. And with each step, Ezreal imagined himself following his parents' path, drawing ever closer to solving the mystery of their disappearance. Finally, he managed what they evidently had not— Beneath the newer mausoleum of some unnamed emperor, he uncovered the tomb of Nezuk. The great sarcophagus lay empty, save for a gleaming bronze gauntlet, with a bright crystalline matrix at its center. As soon as Ezreal laid his hands upon it, the tomb itself seemed to turn upon him. With cunningly wrought traps and wards laid down thousands of years ago, with scarcely a thought, he donned the gauntlet and blasted his way through, even teleporting the last hundred yards back to the hidden entrance before the whole structure collapsed in a plume of sand and masonry dust. Breathing hard, Ezreal looked down at the gauntlet as it hummed along with his heartbeat. He could feel it siphoning and amplifying his own essence. This, he realized, was a fearsome weapon of a previous age, a weapon fit for a god-warrior of Shirima, and the perfect tool for an explorer. Soon after returning to Piltover, Ezreal found himself bounding from adventure to adventure. From lost cities to mystical temples, his nose for treasure-seeking led him to places most university professors could only read about in maps, and his reputation began to grow. Naturally, to Ezreal's mind, these tales rarely conveyed the true scope and scale of his exploits, but they did give him an idea. If he could make a name for himself as the greatest adventurer in the world, then his parents would surely return and seek him out in person. From the untamed borders of Noxus and Damasia to the seedy depths of Zaun and the frozen wilderness of the Freljord, Ezreal chases fame and glory, uncovering long-lost artifacts and solving the riddles of history. While some may dispute the details of his anecdotes or call his methods into question, he never answers his critics. After all, they're clearly just jealous. Had to go a little uh, newsy at the end there, because that was fun. Today's story of Ezreal the Prodigal Explorer is titled The Curator's Gambit by Matt Dunn. Look, 
I should be clear, I didn't want anything to do with the quote-unquote dread lord or whoever Janik was talking about. I was just trying to sell this stupid little vial to the guy who asked me to get it for him. Should have been easy. But when you're me, nothing goes your way for long. My way. Whatever. Janik was a red-bearded, frail Yordian transplant with deep pockets and big appetites. Unknown to his employers, his private residence was filled with relics and artwork, half of it raided illegally from tombs and other museums, and he loved to dine amidst his collection. As some of the pieces would attest, he'd worked together several times in the past with me, and he'd only betrayed me twice. Well, two and a half times, if I'm counting, when he blew my cover after we'd already salvaged the wreck from the Echelon Dawn. Whatever. To Janik's credit, payment was never a problem, which vastly diminishes my ability to hold a grudge. Ezreal, he said, pushing his plate aside. There were flecks of lamb in his teeth. Did you find it? The it he was referring to was the elixir of Loa. And yes, I had indeed liberated it from a trap-strewn hovel in the jungles near Parethia. I pulled the bone and crystal vial from my satchel. It was cool in the palm of my hand. Got what you're looking for right here, I said, holding up the vial. Interesting container. My best guess would be pre-classical shiriman. The spoonful of viscous liquid inside of it shimmered in the moonlight. Janik's eyes widened. I decided to ramp up the drama. I tell you what, though. This here isn't just any ordinary ancient serum. It's a load-bearing ancient serum. Whole place crumbled around me. Barely escaped with my life. The elixir. Janik's voice took on a reverence I had never heard before. A single drop can quench the soul for a thousand years. Give a man's skin as tough as petrocyte. He went to grab it with his greedy hands, and I pulled it out of reach. Not so fast, Janik. Right, 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 he muttered, fumbling for his desk drawer key. Payment. We agreed 60,000. And a full accreditation in the guild, remember? I'd been denied entry to plenty of things in my time, bars, schools, even a Sona recital. But the Piltover Explorer's Guild was the one that stung the most, considering the number of times I've risked my neck in the field. Ingrates. Janik was scowling. The Guild aren't particularly fond of you, Ezreal. Can't say I blame them, having worked with you in the past. He poured himself some amber wine from a decanter and took a swig. You left me to rot in that Noxian prison camp. That was payback for the Echelon Dawn. Which was payback for the map. Which was payback for... Something else you did. I gritted my teeth. Probably. I was getting antsy. I readied myself to make a quick exit. Come on! High credit and accreditation was half the deal, I reminded him. If you don't want to honor it, you can always find another buyer. His boisterous laugh broke the tension. <laughs> Why do you think I continue to do business with you? It's because I like you. We have history, and history's always good for business. He finished his drink. Let me fetch the letter from you in my study. One moment, please. Buyers keeping payment in their studies? Oldest trick in the book. He'd probably return aiming a flintlock at my pretty face. To kill time, I perused his collection of artifacts. There were some I'd procured on his behalf. Then my eyes fell on something I had not seen before. Something new. A stone bell, roughly the size of a house cat. 
Its base was adorned with strange writing. I stepped closer to inspect it. Oh, it's Ochnun, Janik cried out. Language of the dead, composed beyond the mortal veil and spoken only by those in the afterworld. I was getting some very serious backstabby vibes, so I spun around. Janik didn't have a flintlock. He had two flintlocks. I'm sorry to inform you, Ezreal, that the guild has once again denied your application. He stepped closer into the light. The Dreadlord will rise again. The elixir will make it happen. A Dreadlord? Great. I was so close this time. My gauntlet's charge rose, and anger is a wonderful arcane motivator. Use it or lose it, I always say. I raised my arm. Janik fired his pistols. It was magic versus lead shot. Surprise! Magic won. Magic always wins. The dull metal slugs burned white-hot in the face of my blast and winked into silvery vapor on the other side. But with double crossers, one must be doubly careful. So I quickly charged my gauntlet again. There was a slight fizzle, then a pop. Then I was standing right behind Janik. Teleporting short distances really doesn't take a lot out of me, so I put my gauntleted hand to the back of his big, stupid head before he could turn around. Drop the guns, Janik. Already one step ahead of you. Oh, I did not like the sound of that. And I glanced down. Sure enough, the pistols were at his feet. Did I mention Janik was strong? Because he is super strong. He grabbed my gauntlet in one hand and yanked me over his shoulder with the other and slammed me bodily through his work desk. That damn stone belt jabbed into my spine and I saw white and splinters. Lots of little splinters. Janik kicked me in the ribs for good measure. He twisted the elixir of Aloha out of my shaky grip, pulled the stopper, and drank deep. Your pathetic gauntlet will do nothing to an immortal. The elixir is... fake! <coughs> I croaked. Almost the right hues, though. I held up another, far less remarkable-looking vial. This is the real elixir. You just drank sand wasp venom out of a cheap souvenir trinket vessel. Janik peered into the empty vial. His face scrunched up like he'd tasted sour milk. In fairness, sour milk would have been a lot better for his digestive system. I winced as I pulled myself back to my feet. He'd kicked me unnecessarily hard, but at least he spared my face. If I were you, I wouldn't stray too far from a lavatory for the next few days, I added. He threw the fancy casing to the ground, doubled over, and groaned. Sand wasp venom hits hard and fast. You, Patrick Lizzle, I'll get you for this. I shrugged, then raised my gauntlet and fired another blast of magical energy at the wall. The masonry cracked, melted, and exploded outwards. Papers flew everywhere. I picked up the bell, crouched by Janik's new window. Always a pleasure, I said. I won't charge you for the, uh, remodeling. I hopped out through the hole scampered down the masonry and leapt across to a nearby rooftop. I wanted to be far away from Janik as quickly as possible, for lots of reasons. Admittedly, the sand wasp venom was the main one. It was not going to be pretty in that place by morning. As I ran, I took a closer look at my latest acquisition. Whatever it was, the Ochnun bell was definitely touched by some darker energy. Once the Explorer's Guild got a load of this piece, I'd be a shoe in for accreditation. 
with a party in my armor, perhaps? After all, I had just single-handedly kept some dreadlord from rising. <laughs> in the end, that's usually all that matters. Not gonna lie, some of my favorite characters in movies and etc. Kind of these sassy, chaotic, good, kind of borderline weird, like not quite good. Bend the rules, you know. Robin Hood, Flynn Rider, apparently Ezreal. I'm gonna have to jump on that train. I don't know. Just kind of appeals to me. The sass, the back talk, the clever tongue, the quick thinking. They're not the big tough guys, but they're the quick, smart guys, which is kind of more my speed. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you. Tried to pick a little bit more of a popular champion right now, and I guess I'll catch you all on the flip side. We'll see you next week.